You're listening to Khan Podcasts. You are listening to the English language news of Khan, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Good afternoon. It's 2 p.m. in Israel, Tuesday, September 19th. This is Arya O'Sullivan with the top news at this hour. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu landed in New York ahead of his participation in the United Nations General Assembly. The Prime Minister, accompanied by his wife Sarah, were greeted at the airport by Israel's ambassador to the United States, Michael Herzog, and the ambassador to the United Nations, Gilad Erdan. A current reporter says that dozens of protesters demonstrated outside the hotel where the Netanyahu's are staying. Netanyahu is scheduled to meet today with the Chancellor of Germany, the President of Ukraine, and the President of Turkey, and others. Tomorrow, he is to meet with U.S. President Joe Biden. The trip will culminate with Netanyahu's speech to the U.N. General Assembly on Friday. Netanyahu came to New York from California, where he met yesterday with billionaire businessman Elon Musk. Also arriving in New York was the President of Iran, Ibrahim Raisi. The sanctioned Iranian president is to be protected by the U.S. Secret Service. The Iranian leader arrived just hours after five Americans who had been held in Iranian custody arrived in Qatar, freed in a deal that saw President Biden agree to unlock nearly $6 billion in frozen Iranian assets. The Saudi foreign minister said that the solution to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict requires the establishment of an independent Palestinian state, and he called for a two-state solution to be brought back to the forefront. And the European Union, meanwhile, announced that it would be launching an international effort to inject new energy into a Palestinian-Israeli peace process. Meanwhile, at the Arab crossing from the Gaza Strip, it remains shut today as some 20,000 Gazan laborers with work permits were not allowed to visit to enter Israel. This after violent demonstrations orchestrated by the Hamas continued along the border. Over the Rosh Hashanah holiday, Qatar relayed its funding to Hamas, but the terror organization continued its volatile demos along the Gaza frontier in an effort to get more money from the Qataris. Hamas did not publicly announce the transfer of the money. Overnight, IDF troops entered the West Bank village of Beit Urif to map out the homes of three Palestinians charged with aiding the Hamas terrorists who carried out the deadly attack at the Eli gas station in June at a potential demolition. Four Israelis are murdered and others wounded in that attack. A military court today sentenced an army commander to 10 days in the brig for sh- the shooting of an innocent Palestinian man he believed had opened fire at his troops last week. A military investigation said that security forces near the community of Rimonim, east of Jerusalem, had come under fire and sometime later spotted a vehicle fleeing the scene. The forces opened fire at the Palestinian man's car, hitting and wounding the driver. The army arrested him and took him to the hospital for treatment before releasing him the next day. The investigation determined that the shooting was the result of mistaken identity. This is a serious incident in which the force acted contrary to procedures, the army said. And the Knesset Finance Committee has approved the transfer of 150 million shekels to religious services. The funds will be used to establish religious institutions to develop infrastructure at the tomb of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai at Mount Meron and more. The representative of the Ministry of Finance clarified that there is no truth in the report that the budget comes from funds intended for supervision of construction sites in Israel. Well, the Mossad and the Shin Bet, it seems, are looking for a few good ultra-Orthodox men to serve in its ranks. For the first time, a national service track will be developed for ultra-Orthodox men in the Mossad and also the Shin Bet. The two security agencies will recruit 200 21-year-old yeshiva students for national service that will last two years. They will be recruited after they pass a security and undergo professional training.
Criminal violence in the Arab sector. Unknown assailants fired a large number of gunshots overnight at the home of Alif Afif Hajj, who was running for the position of the head of the local council in Jdeidemakar in the Galilee. Damage was caused to his house and vehicles. In an interview with Khan, Hajj called on the shooters to be caught and emphasized that he is not the only one who fears for his safety, but he did not withdraw from the race. Finally, the president of Tunisia, Case Saeed, has claimed that the naming of the recent storm that hit the Mediterranean Sea last week as Daniel was evidence of the growing influence of Zionism. He said that Daniel was a Hebrew prophet and that the name was, it was named thus because the Zionist movement infiltrated to harm the minds and thinking. He made the comment in a video he published. The storm claimed the lives of nearly more than 5,000 people, most of them from Libya, but the true death toll could be higher. The storm also came following severe anti-Israel protests in Libya over secret meetings between the foreign ministers of Israel and Libya. Taking a look at the weather and the forecast calls for no real change today. Tomorrow, slightly cooler in the hills and inner parts of the country. Some local rain could fall in the north. Maximum temperatures for the main regions, Jerusalem 29, Tel Aviv 30, Haifa 27, Beersheba 33, and in Elat going up to 38 degrees centigrade. That's the news from Khan Rekha, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Join us at 8 p.m. Israel time for our one-hour news program.